following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as is our practice at this time of year, let's uh, fire up Christmas trivia again. Well, you love trivia. I do. So, I think you might know this one. The question for you is, who knows when you're awake? That would be God. (laughs) But I think you're referring to the song. Oh, you took me off guard there. Yes, God does know when you're awake. Yes, but for Christmas trivia, it might be by at least uh, legend. Santa Claus. Santa, yes. I haven't asked Santa that. I've seen him multiple times, but I've never asked him that question. I've I've been called that multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you have a, a beard. Yes. I got it. I got it. Well, this is according to Irish religious legend. What opens at midnight on Christmas Eve? What? what opens at midnight on Christmas Eve? Now, another time there was a there was a question at midnight on Christmas that uh, the cows started talking. So, I that's not what we're talking about. We're, no, we're this is this is more spiritual. Now, who knows where? The, but uh, it's just legend. The, legend uh, <laughs> in the, the Irish. Mm-hmm. Eyes. Of, I don't know that that gives you any hint, though. Not at all. Um, okay. The, <laughs> eyes of, uh, um, I don't know, of the unbelieving. Yeah. I don't know. It's the gates of heaven. All right. So if you're in Ireland, you can ask them, does that really happen at on Christmas Eve? Gates of heaven. I, I have been in Ireland, and nobody has ever mentioned that to me. But this is a question that a lot of people um, might know, and many people would have no idea about. When Joseph, Mary, and Jesus departed Bethlehem, what country did they go to? Huh. (laughs) Um, Actually, you know this. They went to Bethlehem. Well, they've been, yeah, when they departed Bethlehem, what country did they go to? And there was a reason why there was a threat. Well, when they left there, they went to Egypt. Yes, I was exactly. In the wrong part of the timeline. I got it. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Well, clearly um, there was a threat to kill the babies, right? And uh, all the, the the baby boys, and so they escaped to to Egypt. That's the story. That that is the biblical story. Mm-hmm. So, um, going to another kingdom, if you will, who is the ruler of the kingdom of sweets? Where do you get these questions? So, <laughs> you of, told me you love trivia. Well, yeah, I know very little about lots of different things. So, okay, <laughs> I guess that qualifies me. But uh, the kingdom of sweets, I, I, wow, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There is a sugar plum fairy. That's that right. right. That yes. Yeah, so now you know. So now, if you hear that question next year, you will know it. <laughs> That's will have right. to be the kingdom of sweets. It down. is the sugar plum fairy. Write that down and, and study. And here is, yeah, we have a wonderful Christmas song um, that a lot of people identify with because they want to tell it on the mountain. They want to tell people about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And what better time than at Christmas? 
Tell it on the mountain Over the hills And everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills And everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born While shepherds keep their watching Or silent flocks by night Behold, throughout the heavens There shone a holy light Go, Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born Down in a lowly manger The humble Christ was born And God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas morn Go, Go tell it on the mountain Over the hills and everywhere Go tell it on the mountain That Jesus Christ is born Go It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our keys for living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their lives. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. If you'd like to know where to get that Christmas music, like what you just heard, and many other Christmas songs from June Hunt, you can do that at our website, hopefortheheart.org, and look for June's Place, and music CDs are there. Just look for The Hope of Christmas is the name of that CD, and you can order your copy there, or call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They'll help you get in touch with the resources there as well as uh, including music CDs. So they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And again, they'll help you with any resources you need. I want to recommend to you also our 31-day an interactive devotional that you may be interested in starting in the new year. And it would be a great opportunity for you to do that. It's called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. This is, a again, a devotional written by June Hunt, and it's really how to view yourself. And uh, that has a profound impact and effect on your everyday living. If you don't know who you are as a child of Christ, your identity, then how can you move forward into what God has for you? We'd like to recommend that to you again. It's called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes, a devotional by June Hunt. You can also email our customer support team at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org and order resources that way as well. They'll help you get the right materials. Let's get to our caller for tonight. And this evening, we welcome Monique. Well, welcome to Hope, Monique. How can we help you? Um, hi, June. Um, <clears throat> I I'm calling because I am at a really interesting place in my life right now. Um, I'm just kind of coming back to the Lord and trying to figure out His path for my life. Uh-huh. Um, I was became a believer seven and a half years ago, but um, most of that time I felt like I was not successfully walking with the Lord no matter what I did. Hmm. And... Um, I was confused, I was struggling a lot, and just kept backsliding just out of frustration. And in the very beginning, I basically felt like I was pretending my way through my faith just because I wanted to feel like I thought everybody else felt. And um, I've just recently come back to him. Mother, what do you think everyone else felt? That's an interesting uh, thought. 
you wanted to feel what everybody else felt. So what are you thinking that that would be? What are you thinking everybody else felt? Well, now it's a little different, but back then um, it just seemed like I saw a lot of very content, very at peace, very together, happy people. And now I know it's a little different, but I, I didn't back then. So. And so you're, are you saying those people who were content, at peace, they were unbelievers? No, they, I, they were, I mean, I thought that's what believers uh, in Christ felt. I thought that you, you become this person who just should be at peace. And it also didn't help. I was around people who kind of made me feel strange for having struggles. Oh, okay. So you're saying you had some struggles and yet you saw people who were at peace, content, and it seemed like, therefore, if you had discontent, you felt uh, something was wrong with you. Right. Yes. Okay. And so the, I was trying to connect when you said first, you know, yes, you said I became a believer seven years ago, but kept backsliding. So I see the backsliding wasn't because you saw other people who were at peace, but to what do you attribute the backsliding, the continual backsliding? Well, at first I wasn't sure of what it was. Um, I think that I came to the Lord. I was extremely um, just a very broken person and mm. with a lot of issues that stem back from my childhood, just a lot of issues. And I was trying to learn God and how to walk. And I was around people at a certain period of my walk in the very beginning who were very religious. Mm-hmm. And they kind of um, made me feel like the struggles that I had and some of the battles I was going through weren't normal. And uh-huh. okay, um, and so I, I that kind of started me off, and I started to dig around to try to find information that took me down a rabbit hole of getting more confused. So, mm-hmm. um, but I was the backsliding. I think was. Uh, that was partly it, and then also just me struggling to see God um, mm-hmm. differently from people and the people who disappointed me. And I was seeing him like an earthly parent, and I already really struggled with the idea of love. Mm-hmm. So hearing that he loves you and all of, all of those things just went over my head. I, well, you, just, I was mm-hmm. frustrating myself, I guess. Yeah. You, you mentioned, obviously, things in childhood, things that were very hard or painful or challenging in childhood. So I, I would love for you to help me see what, what was going on in childhood that caused this area of, of brokenness. Um, well, I, 
was raised in foster care for the first, um, from the age of four to the age of 11. I was adopted late at 11, as a finalized at 12. Um, and I just, I went from foster home to foster home, but I experienced um, just a lot of, first of all, that was a really lonely, confusing way to live. And so I just started my life really just not feeling like I belonged anywhere. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then, um, so, so you know, did I, you had, you had foster parents, correct? Yeah. yeah. And so what was your relationship like and what was that situation in foster care for you? Um, well, I went through a few different foster homes and I couldn't remember a lot of them because they were short term. But the one that I was in for about six years, um, you know, she was a single woman and she was also one of those, you know, she would, she just had a short fuse. Um, but she, I think she just tried to raise us, but she, you know, she also just believed in, you know, just slap a child or just, you know, she just believed in physical punishment for anything. She didn't really talk to us about things or, hmm. um, so I went through a lot of things there. So but what you're what, saying is you didn't feel a bonding with her. It, you, it sounds like, you know, for just for you to be slapped or hit, um, um, when I ask you, you know, what was it like? That's that I that that was what was predominant because that's close to the first thing you said. So it wasn't a nurturing, encouraging, loving atmosphere. Am I understanding correctly? You're. That's right. No, it wow. wasn't. Okay. Therefore, that would make it understandable, the loneliness that you said. That you said it was lonely for you. Uh, you were confused. Um, that You know, God intends for us to, <laughs> interestingly, um, He intends us to belong. To belong. A, a sense of being adopted. I know you said you were adopted at age 12. Um, I'll, I'll come back and make a comment about adoption, but I, I, did, I hear the foster experience was not um, the nurturing, protective, loving experience that, so, that everyone would want to have who is a child. So what was it? like when you were adopted and it was confirmed at age um, 12? Um, I was actually adopted by two overall great people. Um, there was issues with the adoption too, but um, there was a two-parent household and um, my father, I was closer to him as I got older, but um, you know, my adopted mother has uh, some, you know, issues, like emotional issues. Mm. Um, so 
I, it was a struggle in some ways, but some of the best things for me because my father, he was actually the most solid, amazing person that I could have had as a father. Mm-hmm. He really impacted my life. He passed away a few years ago, but, um, but that experience, it was, it, it was both. It's been great and some of the hardest experiences for me too. Mm. Um, what was so never, hard in particular? What was you said? Great, it was great, and it was hard. So what? What? Uh, what was hard? Well, my um, my adoptive mother, she has some emotional issues. She has two children who are like twenty. 20 years older than me, um, who never came around. Mm -hmm. Um, and I never got to know them until recently, but she has some, some emotional issues or maybe some depression that she's never, I don't think she's dealt with. Mm -hmm. So she would, you know, a lot of times remind me I wasn't her child. I, I didn't come from her. Are you saying that she said that she was saying that? Yeah, she did. She has up until, you know, She's been doing that, saying those things to me for years. See, that is not acceptable. Uh, by the way, it is clear when you're adopted, you've not come from a mother's womb. But uh, I am so sorry. I, I, that that hurts my heart for you. I understand your father wasn't that way. But no. for, for, for a mother who adopts, um, <laughs> I... I I, uh, I have a niece who just adopted a, and she she was there the second day of that child's birth, and and she's six months old, and I'm watching how my niece, who was not unable to have uh, birth children, uh, it's just precious, precious, and and so I'm saying I know that's not true with all adopted parents, and you know that, but you know, it, it, it isn't it interesting. Uh, that the Lord communicates in His Word that when we come into a life-changing relationship with Him, we come by adoption. I never will forget when I first saw that. I thought, what? What? (laughs) I'm adopted by God? And I, I had a very difficult upbringing. And I thought, oh, I've been adopted by God. And you have too, honey. You have too for the rest of your life. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org.
www.org/ccl. If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. If you have any questions about tonight's topic, really any number of topics, we have over 100 Keys for Living sure to help you with your situation, or maybe as you help someone else, you can point them to or even give them some resources that will help them in their struggle. And uh, that would be a great use of those materials. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They'll help connect you with the right materials for you. And uh, they're uh, available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help you access the right resources. Their number again is 800-488-HOPE. And I want to recommend to you our keys for living called Self-Worth. Discover your God-given value. And again, customer support can get that for you at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Also, check out our website. That's hopefortheheart.org slash store. You'll find lots of resources there, including our updated Keys for Living. That's uh, uh, resources that provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics, such as stress, fear, anxiety, marriage, parenting, so many more topics and more topics, uh, revised Keys for Living being added to the to the store monthly, so you make sure you check that out. Also, our video-based training program called Lifeline to Hope, that's a 10-session lay caregiving training course that has been such a helpful tool for pastors and churches looking for uh, the ability to start or grow a care ministry in their church. So lastly, you'll find also June's Place, a curated bookstore with June's Bible studies and uh, books she's published over the years. That's hopefortheheart.org slash store. Now back to our conversation with Monique. Well, Monique, I, <clears throat> I just want to say that God's intention is not for any child to be treated in a way that is cruel, unkind. Um, what I'm hearing is there was not the nurturing that you should have experienced, whether it's in a foster home or an adoptive home or in any home. Uh, it's very clear that God has a love for us and unfortunately there are people who are not healthy people who are so unhealthy 
that they can be cruel in their treatment of precious family members. And what's good about you is you are saying, I know I want the peace that I saw in, you didn't say these words, but in essence, you mentioned peace, contentment. And you mentioned seven years ago, it sounds like you recognized you wanted a a true uh, life in Christ. And then you said, I kept, you know, that was seven years ago and kept backsliding. But sometimes there's a reason that we don't have a right way to think because we haven't been exposed to it. We don't have the right way uh, to reset our own course. And this is where we should have people. There are people who can make all the difference in the world in helping us truly connect to God and to receive what God has for us. Um, the good part, what you are bringing up, is your 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 calling. You're saying, "I, I I'm." You, you said, "I'm in an interesting place." That was when you use that word. I started to pop in and say, "Well, interesting is the safest word in the English language. It can mean anything in the world." But I didn't do that. But then, as you detailed more and more um, your background um, you know it, it, it makes me feel a great deal of compassion for you because um, at times no child no, no child can have the power to change what their birth experience is in what family they they are being raised. We, we just don't have that power. And especially when there is wrong treatment, abuse, it can have a powerful impact for not, it doesn't have to be the whole life, but there can be reactions that any of us could have but not understand why Why am I this way? Why am I reacting? Or why am I not having what I see some other people having? Does that make sense? It does. Okay. So what is most problematic to you right now? What um, What is it that you identify in yourself that is... Concerning that is problematic that you wish it could be changed. Um, well, I definitely have a, I don't have the best self view mm -hmm. or value for myself. Um, that's always been a struggle for me. Um, I also have a hard time embracing or believing in God's love and and I also um, have a tough time wanting to have hope for the future. I mean, I, I have some things happening that are exciting that I'm doing, but 
I, I struggle with a vision for the future and believing that I have a purpose mm-hmm. because of the things I've been through. And also my failures, I struggle a lot with my current failures and recent failures, but also um, some of the things that happened to me as a child, I think um, all of it has been traumatic, but I also, I just feel like it shaped me into somebody I didn't ever want to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't been able to just get over it. And I, I don't know my true personality. I don't really fully know who I really am. I just know that I'm not myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How old are you right now? I'm 33. Okay. So what that means is you're about a third of your way through your life. Now, that's interesting. And I say that because as time goes on, women live the longest. And uh, it's amazing what they can experience. So I'm, I'm going to use a phrase that I really believe that it's right to say to you. The hardest is over. The hardest is over. And um, it just so happened, I think it was last night, after the, our program, Hope in the Night, was over, uh, our producer, David, um, my co-host, Jeff, and I were talking. And I, you know, I, I, they've heard me say, I would never go back to my childhood. I mean, some people go, oh, I wish I could go back to my childhood. I can't even identify with that. And you would never say, and by the way, actually they were agreeing (laughs) with the same phraseology that, no, no, we don't want to go back. But the point is, it is so helpful for me to know I don't ever have to live as I grew up. I don't have to go back. And the wonderful thing that you're going to find out along the way, you will have learned so much about the underside of life. Underside meaning, you know, the, the, if you were uh, looking at uh, something that had been sewn or whether it's um, needlepoint or whatever, you know, you look at the underside and it's not attractive at all. And yet you can have literally a tapestry that's beautiful, just beautiful, when you see the making of what it is now right side up. And you're going to be able to have compassion where a lot of people cannot. They just They've, they've never experienced the pain that you've talked about. That, that, you know, and yet you will be able to identify and at the right time with the right person, you'll be able to say, I just want you to know I, I've been there. I've experienced that. I've I'm, I've made it through, and you can too. Now you're on the, you want to, to get through, but I'm just telling you, uh, 
if I hadn't had, my, my, my dad had three families going on at the same time. Uh, I grew up with a fictitious last name. Um, you know, we were covert, and I didn't talk at all. Well, that gives me great compassion when there was some cruel treatment. I, I have compassion for you because I understand that. I understand the fear. I understand the the resentment, uh, but 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 especially the insecurity. Tremendously, tremendously insecure I was. Well, I can't see where you have security. I did hear you had a wonderful father, adoptive father, but. I'm saying to you, mark my words, as you allow yourself to experience, and by the way, I'm going to, okay, as you allow yourself to grow in the knowledge of God and His Word. And when you literally go grow in your relationship with him, it's going to be very, very different. And you said, because I asked you what was the challenge, you said, I don't have the best self-view. Well, self-view could be self-worth. By the way, I had already planned as when we ended the first segment of of talking, the first 14 minutes, I've already pulled out something I'm going to send you. It's called Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. Because you see, I couldn't see myself through God's eyes because I didn't even know God. Initially, I went to a church, but that church didn't use scripture. Uh, the in fact, there were three churches of the same denomination. They, they didn't use scripture. Later, I did get exposed. And then I began to find out. Once I truly humbled my heart and received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, then um, there were some changes that began to take place. But I can tell you, I had difficulty connecting with God. In fact, I'm going to explain why you and I could have difficulty. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. 
Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of Hope for the Heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of our ministry. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd be happy to help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Recommending tonight the keys for living called self-worth, discover your God-given value. And that and many other resources are, are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you would like to speak with June about something that's going on in your life and you'd like some insight, some practical help, uh, some some biblical help on that uh, on that very topic, we would like to help you with that. Just call our, uh, our Hope in the Night line, 800 800- Night 17. Again, that's 800 N I G H T 17. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. Uh, we'd like to talk to you about your situation and uh, what questions you might have for June, what, what kind of help you would like. And uh, we'll get back to you to talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. It's a simple process. And, and again, we'd love to hear from you and try to help you in your situation. That number is 800 Night 17, 800 644 4817. Now, maybe you think, uh, well, I have a question. But um, I, it, it's just a, a small question, or you feel like that you're not ready to be on a live radio program. That's all right. Please send your question to us by email, and that's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. And we'll cover that on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. If we pick your question, by the way, we'll send you some of our resources, materials that will help you in kind of an ongoing way. And uh, again, you can send that question to askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation with Monique. Monique, you remind me of a time in my life when um, I was learning uh, about God and uh, the, learning the Bible. But uh, but but it was right at about the time where I needed to make a decision about would I humble my heart and receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But I had a question that I didn't ask. I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't really a question that I posed to anyone, even God. But, and it was this, 
if God's a loving God, why would he allow? And then it was my situation. Why would he allow me to be born into this situation? And I I had specific words for that, but I, but I wasn't asking God. I just couldn't understand. The one thing I want to say to you is I couldn't do this program if I had not had so many of those bizarre, I had a bizarre home life. I, I, I couldn't I couldn't understand. I, I think I'd be uh, not callous. I, I, I don't think I could have empathy. I, I, I could maybe have sympathy, but I don't think I could have the empathy with others who have that kind of pain. Does this make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. At times, do you think you have perhaps more empathy and compassion for people who struggle than some others? I do, and um, I know I have a purpose around that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I just want to be able to um, not hold myself back and not compare myself because... Um, I feel so behind. I tend to focus on myself a lot and isolate myself, and I tend to struggle so much within myself. I I can't help people like I want to, but when I think of the future, all I think about is helping people like me. Hmm. See, that's what I mean. You have care. You have compassion for people who grew up in brokenness. And, honey, you may not be able to help them now. And I couldn't at one time help people. But God forges His will for you. In fact, there's a scripture I want to give you that I want you to... Uh, do you have a pen, pencil? Something to write. Yeah. Okay. Just just write down J E R as in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Let me tell you what it says. And you don't have to write this, you just look it up later. And I want to I want to encourage you to uh, say thank you, God, that this is true. This is where God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. You said you have difficulty having hope for you. Well, honey, it's not your hope. It's his hope for you. Now, you can't see what he has planned. And I understand why you have difficulty having hope. Because... You can't see what he has planned, but that's what's so special for him to say, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. So my anticipation will be as he reveals his will for you 
And sweetheart, we can help you with this. As he reveals his will for you, and you are willing, you yield your will to his will, he is going to guide you. In fact, I'll just say this. I grew up knowing no scripture, and then the first scripture that ever sunk into my head, it wasn't the Jeremiah 29:11. It was Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. It was so significant, and, I, and you'll understand why it'll be significant to you. The reason <laughs> is because you and I, we, we've struggled with trying to figure out why, you know, we, we can't see the why. And yet, what that scripture, and for many, many new Christians, this scripture, the Proverbs 3, by the way, Proverbs is the book of wisdom. All the way through, that's the theme on the book of, of Proverbs. And so this is from that book on wisdom, Proverbs. Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. When I read that, I thought, Huh, so I don't have to understand it all. And I couldn't understand it all. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. And He will make your path straight. He will direct your path. See, the interesting thing is He is Almighty God. The one who created you. He wants you here on earth. Now, you did not have the best circumstances growing up. And I know that. I, I get that. But now is not forever. Now is not forever. And God does not want you to be a prisoner of your past. In fact, He came to set the captives free. Jesus this, it was prophesied in the Old Testament that this anointed one would come to set the captives free. And then Jesus was indeed the one, as he proclaimed, he came to set the prisoner free. So you and I could stay a prisoner of our past, but I can tell you he says, trust in me, and you, and, and I, for a while, that was my one and only scripture that I thought, okay, I'm going to hold on to this one. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him. I didn't really understand that part, it, it, but it just means allow the Lord to be your Lord. Lord means master, ruler, owner. Master, ruler, owner. So you give him ownership of you. And whatever he says, and this is what I had to learn to do, and at times I didn't do it. Uh, whatever, if he said it, that settles it. 
it doesn't matter if at times you, you don't understand it, but, you know, at times we try and do it our own way because we're used to a pattern of the past that wouldn't be the best way, and you already know that. You, you know what that's like because you've even admitted that. You said, I kept backsliding. So just hold what God says. And sweetheart, this business of other people having all this peace and contentment and all, uh, well, that's great. It's, a lot of people do. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something to you. Um, and I don't know, I'm not saying this should be you, or I can, I'll can. i just say something that I, I felt. Uh, I could see people who had all this wonderful relationship with God, and, and they would, and I, I particular, in particular, I had a cousin from another state, and she would just love God, and, and it was so genuine. And I thought, I just, I can't, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't identify with that. I wanted to have that, and I'm pretty very cognitive meaning kind of more thinking as opposed to feeling and finally i realized i don't i i think because when you and i have been hurt and there's emotional woundedness um sometimes that can impact us a long time for the future maybe our entire lives but we're not we can be totally fulfilled in God's plan. We can actually have exactly what God wants us to have and live a life that's right without having the emotional high that some other people have. Does that make sense at all to you? It, yeah, it does. So don't think it's based on emotion. And I know that because I, I can watch people, but you know what? I, I can't quite identify to this day, and I'm 800 years old. Well, maybe not that, but but my, my point is, you, you don't need to have emotional highs. The Bible doesn't say that. Now, He will give you a peace that passes understanding the more you have a deeper relationship with Him because He is our peace. The Bible even says that Jesus, He is our peace. We will go on and send you seeing yourself through God's eyes. It's a 31-day devotional. That's going to help a huge amount. And by the way, it does begin with adoption. You are adopted by God, and that's different from being adopted in a human family here on earth. But the point is, I'm going to send you also self-worth, discovering your God-given value. So those two are going to come to you. You hang on to God's hope. We will send our keys for living called self-worth. Discover your God-given value. And we'll send that out to tonight's caller. We do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate. And we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.
The preceding program was pre-recorded.